0: Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast. My continued thank you to our listeners across America and around the world. Now, today is a first for this podcast. I have two guests who created From the Runway Up. That is the very first podcast about an airport, that airport being the McGee-Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee, where they join us from today. First is Becky Huckabee. She has been with the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority in Public Relations since 1997. Now, she is also involved with industry-changing initiatives such as the Nation's First Airport podcast and other initiatives. Becky received her bachelor's in communications from East Tennessee State University and a master's in communications from the University of Tennessee. Now, if that is not not enough, she is also an adjunct professor at the University of Tennessee and King University. Uh, Her partner in this is Caitlin Darris, also at the uh, Knoxville Airport Authority Public Relations Department. Now, Caitlin handles multiple roles for both McGee-Tyson Airport as well as the downtown Allen Airport. Caitlin received her bachelor's degree in communications from the University of Tennessee and recently earned an MBA from the University of Memphis. As I said, Becky and Caitlin are hosts of the nation's very first airport-hosted podcast, From the Runway Up. Becky and Caitlin, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
0: So tell me, what was the rationale for having a podcast about an airport, and just how is that working now?
1: Well, we started this as an initiative attached to an air show that our facility was doing because we knew people would be in their cars and would need some information and and just know want to know more about the airport in general and and the types of aircraft that would be out here and And what a great way to do that in the podcast format. And it caught on really quickly. People wanted to know more about what's going on because airports are so protected these days in regards to there aren't as many tour programs or opportunities for people to get up close and personal with the aviation industry. And so we allow them to go behind the scenes of our airport through our podcast.
0: Mm hmm. Now, we
1: started the podcast.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. We started the
1: podcast, as,
2: as Becky said, in 2016. Um, just centered around the air show and so we uh, we did uh, frequently asked questions episodes we had some uh, pilots that were going to be at the air show we had them on our podcast but now fast forward to 2019 and our most recent episode was about aircraft maintenance and then we've also done some episodes about airport technology so as Becky mentioned We highlight topics that people don't typically get to learn about and get to see firsthand.
0: Now, how frequently do you uh, produce a show?
1: We do it every two weeks and uh, that is a change for us. We initially started the podcast as a monthly podcast and found that people were wanting more information about airports in general. And we were able to to speed up the process and do it every two weeks. And that seems to be a good fit for our market and for the podcast. Mm
0: Well, you know, just out of curiosity, and and also because I'm a licensed pilot, when I saw something here about the downtown Island Airport, I was not familiar with that, so I obviously went online to take a look-see. And uh, that certainly reminded me of coming in, uh, landing at some of the smaller single uh, runway airports, and uh, flying is very, very dear to my heart. So when I heard about this or Caitlin uh, asked about it, I said, fine. We just had to move forward on it. So how are people responding to Uh, this uh, information uh, about airports
2: I think they love it we're receiving a lot of really positive feedback um, and we're also receiving some topics that people are interested in like unfortunately one of the topics that we get asked about all the time is air traffic control and we're not really we can't really talk a lot about that or we haven't had a guest that's willing to talk about that yet Um, But the majority of the topics that you
1: see us talking about, our listeners have requested. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to dive deeper because a lot of communications channels that public relations professionals have in their toolbox are quick hits. A lot of people turn to social media, you got 140 characters, you're limited in a lot of ways that you can communicate a Mm -hmm. full message. And with the aviation industry, like you know as a pilot, it can get sometimes technical and need a lot more explanation. And so we have found that the podcast really supplements things that we do in our communications efforts.
2: Yeah, and and we found that <laughs> Surprisingly, people listen to us all the way through. <laughs> we, uh, we recently subscribed to some statistics that show us that people listen to the, the full 30 minutes, you know, instead of just kind of listening to five minutes here and there, they listen to the full thing. So that kind of shows that people are invested in our topics and they're actually interested in
0: it. hmm Now, have you had an opportunity to uh, present this to other airports? And if so, how was it received uh, during that presentation?
1: Well, we actually were asked to come and speak for uh, one of the airport industry organizations. Uh, It was ACI. uh, As part of Airport Council International, they have a uh, social media summit or for unique communications outlets. Back in the summer, we went and spoke to them in Louisville, Kentucky, about this podcast. And, and everybody was very excited because it is a new opportunity to communicate to a very interested group of people who love and want to be a part of your airport and how to nurture that relationship and to build them into ambassadors for your program so that they are educated on topics that you hope they will be. You know, they can go out and be your voice. So. We've had a lot of opportunities and then in January we are going to be doing a webinar for airports as well through Airport Council International because it was such an interesting topic from the conference standpoint that they felt like it needs to have its own platform in the national and international organizations to allow people to listen in and, mm-hmm. and see why and a podcast could help benefit an airport's communications program.
0: You know, I actually see this as a, and it might not be a direct outgrowth, but years ago there used to be um, <clears throat> airports had small AM transmitters or FM transmitters. I think they were AM transmitters that was, when you got within maybe three or four or five miles of the airport, you could tune to this frequency and you could get certain maybe updates about the airport weather and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I say that because I'm here in Nashville, and I did that for Nashville International Airport uh that system, I think, has gone away uh, for whatever reason. It, it doesn't seem to apply as much, so uh, it appears that uh, the podcast is becoming much more uh, acceptable to to uh, airport goers.
2: It is, and and we try to do unique way, you know, unique things to promote the podcast. Um, we are on Apple, we're on Google, we're on anywhere that you can subscribe to podcasts. But so we actually promote our episodes inside the terminal building so through our baggage claim ads and through video walls in the concourse while you're sitting there waiting for your flight we do little um, video promos of audio that might catch your attention and you know hopefully you'll you'll tune in and listen so we do try to grab um, our travelers that
1: you know are are here in the terminal that might be interested in our podcast Mm-hmm. And I found that when we st- when we started this podcast we weren't uh, there weren't as many podcasts out there. now we're finding that it's a growing field. Lots of people are starting to do podcasting uh, because of its easy ease and its accessibility and so we're we're now having to really think about how do we cut through the clutter to get the podcast out to the people that need it who haven't found it yet so it, it's been a change since we began it to really continue to grow it
0: mm-hmm. Well, I think that you'll find that uh, podcasting is really catching on. Uh, universally, we're probably talking about hundreds of thousands of podcasts, as you said, simply because it's so easy to do. And you can actually do it with, a, with your phone if, if, if you really choose to. But, uh, and, yeah. and it also it all depends upon what quality you want to have in producing your, uh, your particular product.
2: Yeah, and that has been a learning curve for us. Whenever we first started, we've actually hidden all of those episodes because they sound so, so bad as compared to, to the audio quality that we have now. But we've really um, done some research in microphones and in you know, our sound equipment um, because we want the quality to be the best for our listeners. And if you're going to listen to us for 30 minutes, we want it to, to sound good.
0: Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with having great quality. I mean, we do the same thing on this end. Uh, I'm a former broadcaster as well, but I'm in public relations here in Nashville. And when somebody brought the idea to me, I looked into it and, you know, we decided, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And when you get a copy of it, you will hear the open, which is actually done by a British voice actor at the open and close. I dropped the music in all that sort of good stuff. And it does help the receptivity of it and, and, uh, perception of the program overall
1: I think so it makes a big difference because you want it to be a reflection of the quality of work that you put out and a reflection of your facility for us the airport and that level of quality can only be reached by actually being knowledgeable and going out Mm -hmm. and finding different ways to continue to upgrade and to provide a quality product well,
2: and we also don't want to invite, you know, special guests onto our, our podcast. And then, like you mentioned, send them the, li- the link and then it not sound as professional as we can make it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let me now ask now, how has uh, upper management and the board uh, for the airport, how have they received the podcast?
1: It's been well received at first it was what's a podcast (laughs) and so we had to really educate them on the impacts of it because when you look at what you do for all different publics, you know, having hundreds or even thousands of people is a small amount when you're talking about a facility like ours that has over 2.2 million passengers every year. So spending a lot of time on investing in quality uh, podcasting takes some time away from other things. And so we really had to have that discussion and education session with them on why podcasting was good in building ambassadors and building uh, educated people about aviation in our community. And we were at a point in in our area where we're growing and it's real important to have that education level. So that was a pretty easy sale. The other is our board is really dynamic. They are uh, communicators in their own right and some of them are very involved in social media. So it was a natural progression for them to say, yeah, let's try this. If it doesn't work, at least we've tried it, but it is something I'm hearing about. People are doing podcasting. So we should have a voice and we should have a way of educating the, the public. So I, I think that upper management and our board once they understood what we were trying to accomplish with it has been extremely supportive. Most of them have been on on some kind of episode through their other hat. Maybe not as a board member but maybe as the chairman who is in charge of the honor air flights that fly out of here or our president just recorded um, a session with us in a year in a review about where he sees the airport going. So very supportive they have been um, as throughout the entire process once they understood what we were trying to do with it.
2: Yeah, and um, for upper management, we have had the majority of them actually on the podcast. So that helps, you know, everyone really likes to talk about the department um, that they run here at the airport authority and its importance. So I think once they are guests on our podcast and they kind of get a feel for it, um, they all have been extremely supportive.
0: You know, that was actually going to be my very next question. If you had had uh, any people of senior management as guests then, uh, which I think is a very, very uh, smart move to make. Just out of curiosity, have you talked to any passengers who have listened and gotten any input from them? Not only as to what they think about what they have heard, or perhaps what they would like to hear.
2: Yes. So um, at the end of each episode, you know, we ask for um, our subscribe. You know, we ask them to subscribe. We ask them to rate the podcast. We ask them for our feedback, and we actually have heard um, through social media of some some topics that they would like to hear. One of them was. Um, as Becky mentioned, the airport is growing at an exponential rate, um, and so they were interested about air service. And so we had our vice president of air service development um, on our podcast, and you know where Becky and I can talk a little bit about a lot of things. Having the the vice president of air service really dive deeper into the reasonings behind, um, you know, why we have certain gate usage or why we don't have Southwest or what our most common nonstop destination is, having him answer those questions really helps explain you know, certain things that we're trying to, to get out to the public, um, explain to them more in depth.
0: You know, that, that brings up another interesting question because uh, obviously I've, I've done work with uh, National International Airport for a number of years, and one of the things that they're continually doing as perhaps most other airports are is that is add flights to go places people want to go. Uh, And that was perhaps a little bit of what you talked about this time, but do you have uh, maybe destinations that people would like to get to that perhaps you haven't started working on yet?
1: I wouldn't say that we haven't started working on. Maybe we haven't been successful in recruiting just yet, but we're trying very hard to. What we do is we monitor um, through consultancies. We look to see where people are going and where they're buying tickets from our region. And we see uh, where our top destinations are. And that's what we strive for because it has to make business sense to the airline Mm -hmm. before they're gonna make an investment in your community. So start with where you know your people are going, where you can be successful in, in, in putting people on board their flights if they put them in the market. And so we also look at other ways to um, determine you know, interest in certain levels. We, we go out and talk with travel agents. We go out and talk to area businesses that have large travel budgets and, and travel departments to really get a good sense of where people wanna go and what is coming down the pike that maybe could be a benefit from a business standpoint to one of the airlines that serve our market or in the recruitment of a new airline. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly trying to keep the pulse of where people wanna go from our area to be able to recruit those new flights. And we've been pretty successful lately. Allegiant Air just named us in this past year as a base of operation, which has opened up a few new destinations to us, uh, which people are enjoying and they've been successful. American Airlines has invested a lot in our community uh, and they've upsized their aircraft based on a growth in our market and they've added additional flights into New York, into Miami. So we, we are seeing that happen uh, because the economy is good and because people from our region want to fly and travel, and, and we are glad they are choosing McGee-Tyson Airport. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that episode that we
2: recorded, um, it was unique because since we were talking about our travelers and about air service development, we chose to record the podcast out on our concourse, uh, which was very interesting. You could hear the ambient noise of mm-hmm. um you know, people going to get their flights, but it was also very distracting because we would see some people, you know, running to get to their flights and, and things like that. So that was something different that we tried.
0: Out, out of curiosity, now that you've done this, have you've had some exposure at the an airport convention. Do you know of other airports that have taken up having a podcast on their own?
1: We do. There's actually one I confuse. It. It's either Philadelphia or Pittsburgh has started one. Uh, We had some interest in um, the Denver area about starting it up. A couple of people have reached out since the conference. Seattle was one that has asked a lot of questions. Um, People have reached out. I don't know that they've actually implemented their podcast yet, but I do know that they're considering it. The one we do know for sure is from an airport up north, either Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, and they are doing it for their internal market, not necessarily for their external market. They put it out for anybody to listen to. But it's their president of the airport talking primarily to the employees and the tenants of the facility.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that's kind of interesting. It sounds, I mean, that being the, the one in Pennsylvania, sounds rather, but it sounds rather limiting. I mean, that you need to have a podcast to talk to your employees.
1: Yeah.
0: But if people do what they do and the way they do it, that, that's pretty much up to them. So, so yeah, well,
1: and I think it's a way to put their toe in the water to see how <laughs> successful it's going to be, and then it will grow from there. Well,
2: and and we're involved in the Public Relations Society of America here in Knoxville, and we have um, spoken about our podcast at, at monthly meetings um, with our you know other PR professionals in the market. And um, we have had some people in our Knoxville area meet with us, talk about equipment, and they actually launched um, their podcast. So it's kind of cool to... Mentor and help other businesses, you know, get get off the ground with their podcast and say it's not that scary. You can do it too, you know. And and then once you get the hang of it, it's it's fun.
0: Well, well, you're speaking to the choir here. There's no question about it. But so so briefly, tell uh, tell the listeners exactly how, uh, the equipment you're using and how you're getting it up uh, so that they can hear it.
2: Yeah, so, okay, you kind of put me on the spot here, and we are not, like, super technical (laughs) in the back end of it, but we use um, Blueberry to host our our podcast, and that's where we post it um, for the world to get, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then we have a website, fromtherunwayup.com, and that is where we post all of our episodes, all of our show notes um, with cool behind-the-scenes pictures and and things like that. So, um, And we're also on social media, so we try to, to promote our episodes in any way that we can, really.
0: Oh, good. Now, have you gone on the road, let's say, maybe to uh, high schools or colleges to uh, talk about the airport and mention the, the podcast or that sort of thing just to maybe groom a, a, a different audience uh, and encourage them, here's some career paths you can take?
1: Yes, we actually do that quite often. And every time we give a speech, we talk about it and, and promote it. Uh, We also have traveled with the podcast to uh, different airport conferences and set up interviews with other airports that are unique. Uh, You know, our listeners get used to only really hearing about McGee Tyson Airport and our regional aviation initiatives. Uh, We recently uh, interviewed people from the Tampa airport as well as Washington DC airport system to talk about what it's like to be a communications person and to work on public campaigns. In communications from their perspective at much larger facilities and how that differentiates between what we do and and how it's the same so we do we take this about anywhere we can take Mm -hmm. it and and promote it as much as we can Um, and we also give out goodies if people actually know or have heard about it (laughs) Well, and I think I don't know the specific equipment that we use but
2: I think that is what is so um, interesting about podcasting is it's so accessible and mobile, and you think you have to have this Mm -hmm. big, you know, podcast room specific, you know, for your recording, and you really don't. As you mentioned, you can do it on your phone, but we have um, a little recording device, and then we have headphones, which people always ask if our headphones are supposed to make us look like pilots and that's not the case <laughs> um, they just are really nice headphones um, that makes the audio sound good but that's what i love about it is we have all of our equipment in a backpack and we you know recruit special guests and we can go to them at their offices or as becky mm-hmm. mentioned we can go you know take our equipment to a conference and interview people so that's one of the the benefits of podcasting that i really enjoy
0: well, I certainly salute you guys for that. Obviously, I'm, as a podcaster, uh, you know, obviously the mics. Uh, I, I just happen to have a mixer here because I record directly through the computer on. To, I use Audacity, uh, my audio system, where I can edit and so forth and so on and bring in, in multiple different mics. But the fact is that the bottom line is, is, is that it's fun. Uh, yes, I do have yeah. this, but I can also plug the mic into a handheld tape recorder and show up in somebody's office and, and record as well.
1: Yeah.
2: And what I think is so interesting is we have guests on our podcast that we find interesting. And so we will learn stuff every single time we record an episode, you know, at the end of it, we're like, wow, we had no idea. Or, you know, we learn something new every time. And so we just hope that we can provide our listeners
1: with that sort of wow factor about the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like at the end of ours, we have to re-record our ending all the time because we go, gosh, we learned so much. Thanks for coming. And we say that every time.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that that's one of the great things about having an audio editor. And Audacity is free to put on your computer, by the way, and it does a, a wonderful stuff. So if you make a mistake, you can go in there, you can edit it, you can do a lot of different things. So if you have not uh, seen or touched Audacity, just look it up. Uh, it has been around for years. It is uh, it, it's easy to get to use, and believe me, as a, as a podcaster, you'll find it could be very very helpful uh, as you as you continue on this journey.
1: Thank you. Well, and as you
2: mentioned, Audacity is free. I also love how there are so many um, computer based apps for podcasting that are free. For example, we recently learned of the Headliner app, and it's a free tool on your computer that you use to create little promotional, like, audio clips mm-hmm. for your podcast. So we will um, get a 20-second clip, put a cool image on the back end, and then the, the transcript, and then that's how we promote our podcast. And it looks very fancy, but it's not, and it's free. <laughs> you know. So, so those are the tools that I like about podcasting. It, it's really easy for anybody you know, to take advantage of.
0: Well, ladies, as I said, you have provided us with a very interesting insight into something new. I guess the the first of its kind is always exciting, the first uh, airport podcast about airports. And uh, any closing words that you would like to uh, pass on to our our listeners?
1: I think it's something you should try. In an industry where sometimes the tools that we have can be either overwhelming or (laughs) underwhelming, podcasting has been extremely beneficial for us, and it's something that You are the expert of your organization, and you have access to a lot of stories that you could tell, and and podcasting is really a good way to do it. And be sure to listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Becky Huckabee and Caitlin Darris, let me say thank you so very, very much for bringing this to our attention. We've uh, enjoyed having you as a guest. And I'd also like to say uh, to to my uh, listeners, uh, continue to listen to the Public Relations Review and uh, share this information with your colleagues as well. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.